Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello, welcome to Daily Doff Differently. My name is Ethan Linden. Today we are learning from page 46 in Pesachim, Mem Vav. And the first mission on the page has an issue of Batsei Kacheresh, which literally translates as deaf dough. And Rashi explains that this is dough which... Uh, we can't tell whether or not it's become leavened or not, and therefore we don't know whether it's asur, forbidden on Passover. And uh, the Mishnah says that im yesh kayotsebo, if there is a similar kind of dough and it has become leavened, then our uncertain dough, this deaf dough, hareze asur, it becomes prohibited sort of by affinity. We, we, we assume that it is like the type of dough that has Leavened, which is interesting because it would seem from the Mishnah's perspective that if we don't have a similar kind of dough, perhaps we can assume that our deaf dough is is permitted and not a sore. But the the Gemara comes in and immediately asks the question: Well, what if we don't have im ein sham bo mahu? What what if we don't have this similar kind of dough that allows us to make a decision? Uh, what do we do then? And the answer comes from Rabbi Abahu in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish, Reish Lakish, and the answer is, according to Reish Lakish, that there's this particular amount of time within which uh, leaven is supposed to occur. Leavening is supposed to occur, and, and that amount of time is the amount of time it takes to walk from Migdal Nunya to Tivaria. From, from this particular place to this other particular place, and that amount of time, that's a meal. That, that, the, a distance is a meal. And then the Gemara comes in and says, well, if the answer is just the amount of time it takes to walk a meal, then why not just say meal instead of adding this seemingly superfluous information that the amount of the distance is from Migdal Nunya to Tivaria? And the answer that the Gemara comes up with is because Shimon ben Lakish wanted us to know what the standard meal is that is the standard distance what we that is defined as a meal is the distance from Migdal Nunya to Tivaria. Now this conversation about the timing of leavening and how to know how much time we should we should uh, allow occasions another comment from Rabbi Abahu again in the name of Shimon ben Lakish, and the comment there is that for kneading and for Prayer, tefillah, and for nitilat yadayim, washing the hands, the standard is four meals. That, that is, the standard amount of time or the standard distance is four milin, four meals. And we're going to leave aside the question of, of needing, that's K-N-E-A-D-I-N-G, and, and think about this question of what does it mean four meals for prayer, for tefillah, and what's interesting is there is a, a bit of a split among the commentators as to what this means when Rabbi Bahu in the name of Shimon Lakish tells us that the, the, the distance for tefillah is for milin. So according to the Aruch, which 
is a um, 12th century, late 11th century, 12th century um, dictionary and encyclopedia of, of rabbinic literature. The issue here is for water. That is, if you need to wash your hands to pray, which is something that is required of us from Masechet uh, Brachot, if you have to wash your hands to pray and you're in a place where you can't have immediately access to water, how far do you have to go in order to get water to wash your hands? And according to the Aruch, that is what it means here when it says, L'tfilah, that you that you have an amount of distance, which is four milin, that you should go to try to find water for washing your hands for tefillah. But Rashi, and Rashi here is backed up by Tosafot, says something else. Rashi says that tefillah in this case is actually that if you are on a journey and you want to find a place to spend the night and to pray, that if there's a Beit Knesset, if there's a synagogue, four milin, four meals um, away, that you should go to the synagogue. And what they decide in the end is that it means, Rashi, based on, uh, based on something in Brachot, says that it doesn't mean that you need to go back, you, only going forward. If you're on a journey and there's a synagogue three milin behind you, you don't have to go back. But if it's in the direction that you're going, you should go there to spend the night and to pray. And Tosafot explicitly uh, on this daf rejects the perush of the aruch, that, the, that this question has to do with washing hands, and accept Rashi's uh, read on it, and the Tosafot say it only makes sense because we already know from Masechet Brachot on uh, Daf 15, on 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 Daf 15, that um, you do not have to, in fact, go very far to wash your hands uh, for prayer. And in fact, according to that Daf, Rav Chista Lait Aman. Right, Rav Chista actually would curse somebody demehadar amaya beidan solota. Right, that if somebody was supposed to pray and the timing of prayer had arrived, and some person would go try to find water and and therefore potentially miss the time for prayer, that they were cursed. And so Tosavot says, in in our case here, if it's the time for prayer that is being referred to by the Gemara, then we already know that you don't really have to go searching for water. Right? From, from Masechet Brachot. But if it's not the time for prayer that our Gemara here in Psachim is referencing, then who cares if it's four milim or five milim or six milim? You should go look for water to wash your hands because it's not yet time to pray. So you have the time to look. And because of that logical problem, that is because it, it, it can't, from the Tosafot's perspective, be about this question of washing our hands before prayer. It has to be about what Rashi says it's about, which is trying to find a synagogue to spend the night and to and to pray in. Now, interestingly, um, our halachic tradition accepts the perush, the exposition of the Aruch, because Rambam, in codifying uh, this conversation, in uh, Hilchot Tefillah, in Perik Rivi'i, does in fact say that 
Hayam mehalech vaderech, you're going on the way, v'higiyaz man tefillah, and the time for tefillah comes, v'lo haya lo mayim, if you don't have water, im haya, beino uvein hamayim, arba'a milim, if there's four milim between you and the water, then you should you should go, you should go and, and get the water, provided that it's in front of you and not not behind you on the journey. And that is in fact the same halacha that we see in the Shulchan Aruch as well. So it's clear that our halachic tradition accepts the reading of the Aruch, even though both Rashi and Tosafot think that in fact this Arba Milin, this distance, is not about washing your hands for prayer, but rather about a place to pray and potentially, as Rashi says, to spend the night. And interestingly, uh, in the place where the parallel text appears in Chulin on Daf 122 Amud Bet, Rashi's comment there about uh, Tefillah says, it, it really has more to do, in that case, Rashi is, seems to be saying, with spending the night rather than with with prayer, im yesh beit knesset lefanav ad sharba milin yatriach ve'elech sham kedei lihit palel. So, in fact, it's about both spending the night and prayer. Um, and Rashi is consistent in his comments on Chulin, and he is consistent here in Psachim. And Tosfot agree with him, but in the end, the decision from our halachic sources, anyway, is that this issue is really about washing hands before prayer and not where one prays. Although I have to say that as a pulpit rabbi, I certainly uh, find sympathy with Rashi's position because for me, I would love it if everybody within four milin of me who wanted to pray would feel obligated to make the journey to my synagogue. And I'm happy if they have clean hands, but I'd rather they come to my shul with pure hearts. Thank you very much, and we'll talk tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.